0: The tape is rolling, the light is on. You're in the two-man booth with Nick Good. And Neil Cochran. And this is your podcast where we talk sports and everything else around the NHL. And we're going to touch on a little bit of basketball here, Neil. It's um, It's Tuesday. We're off the bench. Neil wants to talk a little bit about what the Raptors should or shouldn't be doing at the or end what's here. Just
1: what's happening? How it's a funny scenario, I guess.
0: Yeah. Before we get there, though, of course we will talk about the uh, the week that was with the Oilers again. Another funny week with some COVID cancellations, post moments, all that kind of stuff. Um, but we were just coming off the heels of a thrilling three 2 win over the Montreal Canadiens. So we'll talk about that. Some of the all, the stars of that game, Connor McDavid included. Uh, of course, go around the NHL. Do our Coach Orion winners and Road Warriors, which this week makes up for last week in That's a right. lot of ways.
1: Yeah, two, so, two good, two good performances. One really good one, and I got yeah. some good info on that one too, which is we'll get when we get there. So,
0: all right, so uh, let's hit the opening draw, Neil. First to ten, full check. Bring it on. And let's
1: talk.
0: Well, let's talk about that win against the Habs.
1: The four-one, the yeah, four-one
0: beauty ends up being a four-one win with an empty mm-hmm. netter from one Devon Shore.
1: That's right, of course.
0: One nothing for most of the game. Uh, Connor McDavid gets a goal called back. There, I mean, it was clearly goal interference yes. from yeah. on mm-hmm. And it, look, I'm guessing look, that's look, why. Look, I'm guessing yeah. that's why Price left the game.
1: Yeah, so I, I kind of saw a little bit after that. Apparently, that's what it was. When you do look at it, you know, is not moving that fast. Like, I was surprised that...
0: He chicken wings him a bit, a bit though.
1: He does, yeah. And he definitely grazes the noodle a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um. Honestly, very similar to what happened to Kara.
1: Yeah. Cool, not,
0: just no Kara. No, I, all I mean is, like, not like a super devastating hit, but it just, just hit him contact. in the spot, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Cars was just like solid. Yeah. Um, But you're right. Yeah, just must have just hit him in the good spot because I would assume that it was probably a concussion anytime it's dealing with the head and stuff. So, yeah. Whiplash, maybe, you know, whatever. So, chase on, that's not a surprising. I guess it's the accidentally on purpose as we always yeah. like to talk about on here. Of it's course. like he wasn't necessarily trying to like hurt him per se, but he's for sure. Maybe try to get a piece and see what he can get away with. I mean, that's he's going to the front of the net and prices in the blue paint. So, and he goes right through the blue. Um Yeah, but it was, but Jake Allen came in. You're right. And um really kept that game on lock for Montreal because, you know, it was, uh, Super like chippy, physical. Like it was a pretty crazy game in terms of we haven't seen a game
0: where I the term, this year. The term playoff feel was thrown around a lot. Sure,
1: yeah, I think there was there was a level of excitement and energy in the game.
0: Yeah, um, you know, you had said in
1: one of the group chats like if the other fans were in the building, even Montreal fans, because we all know in Edmonton it would have been half Montreal fans. Yeah, true. Um, and they would have you would have heard the. Uh, groans from them when mcdavid or they might have even cheered actually who god knows um but you you know you kind of mentioned that the building would have probably come unglued on that goal and
0: well just, just with, the, the, whole with the bear goal and, the bear goal and then the right. connor goal and then of course pulley rv just kind of putting the cap on i just imagine the place just going nuts and going
1: nuts yeah people having um, some
0: tuesday morning hangovers for sure
1: for sure i mean damn i might even you know i was cheering pretty yeah. hard i got up out of my seat that's for sure yeah um you you use a good word too. You said inevitable for McDavid's goal. It just was. I
0: think yeah, we're we're kind of burying the lead here. Sure. Um, we 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 had kind of talked about, it, but yeah, inevitable because it's just every time he was on the ice, the puck was on his stick. It was crazy. He was creating something with it. I mean, you had kind of said Neil. You know, maybe the points don't bear him. He be. still had three points in this game. He has yes. seventy four in forty four games now on the season. That's right. That's a, just shy of 140 point pace on a full season, um, but even though maybe he he's had more points in the game, I think he's had a couple five point games, right?
1: And this like a seemed to be yeah. this
0: seemed to be one of the best games to watch, just to, as far as his creation was going.
1: Well, because this was a game that he really finally was just like, okay. I'm going to go as fast as I can through everything. So he was, yeah,
0: he, he was hitting. You know, honestly, yeah, yeah, he was, was throwing the he's throwing was, the body around too. He was throwing yeah. the
1: body, but it was because he was trying to create space for himself because Montreal was just all over him. Like it mm-hmm. was like one of those things that you watch the game and he's going so fast, but you realize he's partially doing it to like just get them off him a little bit because yeah. you know we famously if you do watch any other game and you know everyone kind of knows this like McDavid. People definitely hold and they grab and oh, they yeah. do things, but this isn't just common to McDavid. A lot of good players get this done to them, but yeah. it's a little more obvious with McDavid because he is so fast that you're kind of like, it's always an open space and people are chipping him and, and doing yeah. different things. But today I found that like, that's the first time I've ever seen him just like straight up skate through everything because of how fast he was going. Every time he was on the like I don't know what his minutes played was tonight. It had to be astronomical. It felt like he was uh, on the
0: ice five ceiling. on 5 just short of 20 minutes. That's unbelievable. 19 1936. So the yeah.
1: pace of that game that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Because again like a different game you might be like okay, you know, whatever. You, yeah, you have lots of power What's with the power play time combined. So he must have played like 25 minutes or something.
0: Uh all all <laughs> played 27 minutes.
1: Like th- almost yeah. 30 minutes. And like yeah. with that pace to me, that's, I think that's what I was so impressed with is that of course the spectacular we've, we, you do get numb to it a little bit, but to me, like this was like, he was uh, the best player in the world by a country mile tonight. It oh, was yeah. like one of those things that like, oh, yeah. he, he kind of reminded you a little bit, if if even if that isn't possible, because I know he is, but it, it was just one of those things where it was like he was an unstoppable force. It didn't matter who he would have been playing. If he plays like that against anybody, I don't care if it's Vegas or Colorado or Tampa, he's going to make everybody look crazy. Mm-hmm. So I really, I I think it's unfair to expect that every night, truthfully, because it was like superhuman tonight. It was literally, it was. I got, I got at one point where I laughed because Tippett had finally moved dry off the line. And I literally think it's because he realized that Connor could play alone tonight. Yeah. Like well, I'm not with, kidding. He,
0: I mean, uh, you know, he's playing with like night and yes, you know, boy, is well, a great player, but like night on the left wing, right? Sure. And then, like, then Archibald okay. was like, Archibald didn't, up it there, didn't matter. Yeah. It literally yeah.
1: didn't matter. Like, and of so just, just just
0: before, before we get too far away from it, just sure. for perspective, as far mm-hmm. as the time on ice, the okay. leading forward for the Canadians was Tyler Toffoli with 18 minutes, 18, 18 and a half minutes. So yes. McDavid played almost 10 more minutes than him.
1: Yeah. Almost half a period more
0: like the, the, the player, of course, who led them. It actually wasn't. Oh, no, it wasn't.
1: Was it Petrie or? Sh- Ben Sherrod or no, something? Nor,
0: n- yeah. Normally it's oh, it is Weber by three th- by three seconds. I guess he was playing with Sherrod. Oh, okay. But yeah, so Weber played twenty three minutes mm-hmm. total. So McDavid still played more than there. Yeah, well, and like Kara
1: going out definitely bumped it up because then Chip sure. it was yeah. playing the odd time, either Drysaddle or uh, McDavid, they would rotate with, like,
0: the in the Shores so- and yeah, exactly
1: right. So he was really he played up and down the lineup tonight. That's how you get yeah. so many minutes like that, but. I- I'm sure Tibbet was just like, just go over the boards. It doesn't matter. You are dominating. It was just the game. one of those.
0: <laughs> I, I know these. The the thing gets memed to death, but it just makes it makes you think of like Thanos, right? Sure. I am inevitable. Well, that's right. I and mean, it's just like he's he, he's just everyone's just trying to stop him, and it's just you almost were like all that for a drop of blood.
1: <laughs> no, it was. It was. It was crazy. Yeah. Like from personally, I've never seen a better game just because of. How physical Montreal was, and and just that combination of everything and tight game. It was well, one even the goal he
0: scores. There's two guys hanging off him.
1: I know he splits them. <laughs> I know,
0: yeah. and he does the patent
1: and it like goes down to one knee because yeah, yeah, you're right. He's got two guys draped all over him trying to do yeah. anything they can to not get him to shoot it, and he roofs it. I mean, it's just yeah, right. You're right. Right then and there, after like you said, after the bear goal and after the momentum comes. But anyway, just as a hockey fan tonight, that was. It was to me that was the best I've ever
0: seen him. Well, that's, that's a good segue? You bring up Bear because you wanted to talk about him a little bit.
1: Yeah, because like in fairness, there was a lot of really good. Because I think what I liked about this game is that this was a better barometer to me about what kind of team they can be in terms Ugh. of.
0: And that's but but that's what's so frustrating about the Oilers. Sure, this, and, and not even this year. The last couple of years, it's like sure. It, it it has. It's actually funny because, as many listeners know, I'm when it comes to the NFL, I'm a Steelers fan and it seems like the Steelers have been uh, uh, at fault for this the last couple of years too, is mm. playing down to worse opponents. Sure. Yeah. And I just, which we it's, haven't so it's really,
1: fun. I mean this year, but you're well, not barely being able to
0: beat Montreal. Like this is the or, only second win against them. It's very true. Right. Um, so I don't know. Like, and Hey, do you want to, do you want to throw it out there now, Neil about your feelings? Your your bubbling feelings towards the Montreal Canadiens hockey club? Oh
1: yeah, well just like you watch the game and you're just like to me they're the most overrated team cuz oh you're, that you're
0: you're you getting a little more uh, colorful with your Oh, I was saying them, your, like they're oh.
1: they're bordering on uh, might be the most hated team in Canada kind of thing. I think I was yeah. comparing it to the sort of Calgary, Vancouver, Toronto realm there. Yeah. The ones I have no feelings on are the Jets and the Ottawa Senators because Yeah. Fair I enough. mean the Ottawa center is whatever.
0: I kind of I kind of have no feeling on the Canucks at this point.
1: And the Canucks not really at this point either. Yeah. Um And like claims- I said because I said at
0: the start of the year like there's a lot of players in the Canucks that actually like. Mm-hmm. And now you're just kind of like, oh man, they just they're just yeah. they just want to get done with the last 14 games or
1: because if we're just being honest like the Habs are the worst version of the Leafs they have all the same <laughs> media problems that the Leafs have but they're not good whereas the Leafs yeah. are, can be good at times right like yeah sure. when I, I just think Montreal is every single year is the same team and they are mediocre when you look at their lineup this year they've had maybe a couple more goals like Anderson and Toffoli are having pretty good seasons so I yep. shouldn't shit on the forward group too much but you tell me right now when you you look at like their forward group, you're like th- that wouldn't even crack half the lineups in the NHL. Like, I'm sorry. It just wouldn't like Philip to your first line center. Like good luck going up against Conrad David. He makes you look silly all night when he is on. So I just, well,
0: Neil, I'm going to throw one number out there. for you. that? Nine.
1: Overtime losses. Yes. They're a joke. They've lost 28 games. The only they lose team, the right way.
0: The only team that has more overtime losses than them are the Dallas stars who have 12. Twelve, yeah, that's
1: outrageous.
0: That's yeah. The Dallas, the Dallas Stars have been combined twenty six losses in forty four games.
1: Yeah, whereas like you know Montreal twenty eight losses, man, they have and then 19 of course wins. Um,
0: and of course your uh, overtime Warriors, the Columbus Blue Jackets have nine as well. Of
1: course, of course, yeah.
0: Now, now the uh, the, the John Tortorella led squad last in that division.
1: That's right. But hey, sat, sat another five million dollars. Yeah. Hey, today.
0: you got a, you got a healthy scratch, Max Domi, right?
1: Sign him to an extension for five mil, and then you sit him. It's just yeah.
0: Like I don't mind. I know we're gonna head to around the NHL talk, but I don't mind John Tortorella and what he's kind of converted himself into the last few years. But this is just out of hand now.
1: It's getting out of hand. It actually like is though. <laughs> you're
0: what am, I, what am I looking at here? Twelve points out of a playoff spot.
1: I know. You're right there, relatively. If you go on a run, I guess.
0: But no, what I'm saying is, you're 12 points out. Like normally, this is, he he can justify these actions because he gets them into a playoff spot. Sure, I know.
1: What you're saying. But now, yeah, like they're not going to yeah. make it. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Well, no one's going to want to stick around. Like you have three more wins than the Buffalo Sabers. Yes, I know. Listen, we we joke. There's some bad teams, and like a Senators win again today. Honestly. Like the ducks
0: are just the yeah, ducks I, I, are I, the brutal. Fun, the funniest thing is that because the divisions are separated this year, the the fact that the ducks are as bad as they are is underreported in Canada. Like yes. they're worse than they're worse than Ottawa. Yes, they are worse and have little to no prospects.
1: Yes, Ottawa is in a way better situation. <laughs> yeah, because
0: they're a younger team. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so anyway, sorry, back to the Oilers. Uh, we're talking mm, about Ethan Bear a little bit, Ethan like you Bear, said. Ethan Bear yeah, because I,
1: you know, obviously so you the Conner stuff me is flashy, bring up it's some... easy to see. Yeah, I was just, I want to, because for, you know, I want, does the eye test match the advance? That's what I basically want to say, because when I watched Ethan the Bear tonight, I was like, listen, I don't know if he's made a bad move. he His breakout passes all night were just, oh my goodness, it was... I sound like I'm fanboying, but it was so good. He just he no, looked so much better. Yeah. And they moved him up with Nurse, and I actually think it ended up looking a little bit better because they separated yeah. Larson and Cowboy, which, thank God, because I couldn't watch another second. The only time we didn't produce offense was when they were there or they had to start in the zone. That's the only way because, holy smokes, um, any momentum we would get. But I don't want to focus on that because Ethan Bear was so sick, and I just – I'm curious. I'm just kind of curious what some of the the chances he created for and against what that would have looked like. Uh, kind of his expected goals for. You know, I know that's a yep. big number. Uh,
0: so. so, of course, as always with this team, uh, either McDavid or Nurse always lead as far as Corsi opportunities go most of the time, okay. as they did in this game as well. McDavid twenty six, Corsi four. Nurse twenty five, but Ethan Barrows right back, right behind there with twenty four. Yes. Um, but it's when we get to the other stuff that you were talking about that shows the difference. Um, behind only, actually, Josh, Josh Archibald did. Ethan Bear have the best expected goals for percentage on the team at just shy of ninety percent. Ninety. Yeah.
1: As a defenseman.
0: Yeah. His scoring chances while on the ice was were fifteen to one. Fifteen High danger- to one. Yeah. High danger chances eight to zero.
1: I mean, yeah, it, that doesn't bear it out right there. No wonder he did get like LJ ah, to play with Nurse. Bear it out. Bear it out. Ah, oh, there you go. I didn't even mean to be punny there.
0: There you go. Um, yeah. But, no, so so yes, it's, nice it's, to this, see, it's nice to see that because yeah. So for to people, me, that's what yeah. It, it it does match. It does match, and yeah, you know they they kind of talked about it a little bit on the on the broadcast if you're watching on TV. Jack Michaels, I go back and forth with. Sometimes I'm just like, okay, man, like I get it. You're excited, and there's no fans, yeah, yeah. and you gotta carry the load here. But holy shit, <laughs> you can dial it back a little. Sure, um, I think that stuff works on AM radio when it worked on TV broadcasts, not so much.
1: But people were loving it on Twitter. If you're curious, oh, were so. they? Oh yeah, they just want to start a petition to get them to do Saturday nights.
0: Oh, okay. I don't know. We're replacing Chris Chris, it's Chris Cuthbert who does it on Saturdays, right?
1: I think so, Well, and then it's uh, it's been Singh, right, I believe and because yeah. the second one it always just depends on who's playing, they seem to be getting right the for the color anyway, they seem to like be pairing him with whoever well Jim Sometimes Houston is...
0: usually does the early game, right? still? Oh, still Jim perhaps. Houston and, and, Craig and, Cupp- and Craig Simpson
1: and Craig Simpson? yeah, it could be yeah, you're probably right, I don't watch much of the Leafs so I try to avoid it, so
0: well, it's not just the Leafs. It's whatever I the know. 5 o'clock game is. I know. but you know 7 o'clock saying. if you're on the East Coast. Um, right. But they did mention it, it. just, And we had talked about this kind of at the start of the year, too, about how it seemed like the poise and the confidence that Bear had last year was kind of missing at the start sure. of this year. Tonight really did seem like he kind of recaptured it, but I mean, his first goal in 46 games or something like that, right? Yeah, I was
1: surprised that he had. He had, had little... what,
0: 10 goals last year?
1: Yeah. Is that I correct? I think so. I think so. Somewhere around there anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, you're right. And it was just when they play like that, I think that you know, when I really um when you look back no, at I the had game, five
0: goals last year. Five. Twenty one okay. point, Twenty one points though. Yeah.
1: But it was what you were talking about, it was the poise, it was the yeah. breakout passes, it's like not to be like that person's like, it's the little things, but it is the stuff that you need from a defense. Oh
0: you mean tonight. the uh the crime drama starring one Jared Leto? Oh, the little things? <laughs> the little
1: things, yeah. Um you know it, Golden Globe
0: be... nominated <laughs> performance by Jared Leto.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. Um yeah. Oh, Neil, you know, do, I no, awesome. do I have an
0: all time do I have an all time thing to tell to share with you here, actually. What is this? Um
1: sidetrack well, to Jared Leto?
0: Uh well it's Jared Leto adjacent. It's of course um Zack Snyder related in a society. <laughs> Zack Snyder revealed that naming Batman v. Superman involves some intense negotiations with Warner Brothers, and he considered this alternative title, quote, more poetic. Batman v. Superman was almost titled Son of Sun, S-O-N of S-U-N, and Knight of Night.
1: <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. <laughs>
0: Oh man! It's, it's just I the love gift how it much keeps of a kick <laughs> Oh, it's just it's just it's <laughs> the gift that keeps keeps on giving. I can't believe it's just, it. you
1: just you get such a kick out of it, eh? It's you just, love it.
0: It's just so like <laughs> again. <laughs> love the fact that he was able to see his vision finally matured, but good lord, let's just move on.
1: <laughs> I love it,
0: um, but yeah. Anyway. You're right. It's the, it. It was more of the little things that Barrow was doing tonight that kind of showed that he maybe is the guy we thought he could have been. Sure. Last year and like you like you mentioned, maybe playing back with Nurse again because that's who he played with most of last year yeah, with. Right? I
1: think almost all of last
0: year. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that is a better combo, and yeah. it is. I mean, it is what it is. I, I mean, I you know, tweeted it out mm-hmm. from our account. You know, Chris Russell pitching is probably one of the most yeah. awful plays in hockey
1: my, my dream scenario now is like if Kulikov comes in and they want to play him then play him with barry put yep. nurse and uh Bear Bear. together and then put caleb jones with adam larson because as we've said you don't need two of them in the lineup they're this no. they you gotta bring you one. you got to pick one and to me the righty that is a little bigger and more physical and blocks the same amount of shots. I want that one, I guess, if so, I'm gonna get into it. So
0: I have a question for you then, because I was thinking about this and I was going I wanted to wait to talk to you about this in the pod. Obviously, next year mm-hmm. the hope is, I mean, for the love of God, it's gonna oh, be Bear, Baron Bouchard. Bouchard. Yes. And then you have that third slot. Yeah,
1: and then it's whatever you can do there.
0: Does it make more sense to pay five, six million dollars for Tyson Barry to bring him back? Or does it make more sense to maybe bring Larson back for two?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure at that point. You're right.
0: Well, I'm asking it you. It's not rhetorical. I'm, I'm curious what mm. you think.
1: Because, because,
0: because, as much as as much as it's been great having Barry, and he's obviously you know top five in defensive scoring. Mm-hmm. If you're hoping to push Bouchard, and if Bear can play like he did tonight going forward, then it kind of gets a little. But then again, but then, but then I'm contradicting everything. Contradicting everything I always say. Where the key to success is just stacking your defense. So
1: no, but but then, are we getting into the scenario where you actually bear? Not that bear is like a point getter like Barry, but Bouchard maybe could like is Barry Bear and Bouchard too much of the same? Yeah, like. But then again, is it just because they're all puck movers? Isn't that what you want anyway? But
0: it, Exactly.
1: Because I will admit, like as much as I maybe sometimes get frustrated with Larson, I think in a third-line role, what you just outlined, and if yes. he's blocking you shots, and there is still something to be said for guys that have played in the league, playoff games, yep. all that stuff. It, it is sort of these things that you can't really measure. So, you know, if, I think if they let Barry go, I think you're right. Can, having Larson come back at 2
0: yeah. is fine, is yeah. fine.
1: And play. And he better be on the third line. Like It better be Bouchard as your second defenseman, 2nd yeah. pairing defenseman. I you mean, know?
0: this doesn't help the case that tonight he was the fourth-highest player on the Oilers as far as five-on-five five ice time goes. Larson. Yeah, behind yeah. only make McDavid, and Nurse.
1: See? So yeah. then it's like... Whoa, you're telling me Bear wasn't even the highest?
0: <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Bear, yeah. Bear was right behind him at 15 minutes, just, just under 16 minutes
1: that's that's a travesty nick
0: yeah (laughs) that's (laughs) an absolute travesty um well speaking of things that might i don't know i'm trying to do i I tried to have a bit of a segue there i couldn't figure it out let's just i'm just gonna cut right to it i'm gonna i'm gonna jumble this make it as clunky as fucking possible yep um you're still not you're still not sold on mike smith no, I, I didn't. Even say after, that. even after the beautiful pass to McDavid, when oh my god, I know you you're one. Of, I know you're one of the best players in the league. But Nick is just throwing shoot, me shoot under the, the bus. Shoot here. the fucking puck, Connor. Yeah. Like two you on. You're throwing me like, under the
1: bus here. I didn't disparage Mike Smith one time tonight.
0: Not tonight, but no, yesterday. He great tonight. Every time it comes up. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Adam under the bus too in our group chat. You guys always have to find some way of taking away a little bit of what Mike Smith does. He gets a fucking shutout against the Jets, and all you guys got to talk about is his run support. No, no, no. I just yes, yes, yes. I, I didn't see the game, so I have receipts. no idea how he played.
1: <laughs> no, we, I just Adam had posted it the other day, and I was like, oh, seems like he's still whatever. But you've mentioned it before too. It's just. Seems to be that they play better in front of him. So that's not his fault. It's not his doing of that. But it was just a curious stat, you know, something that maybe I'll try and do a deep dive into and see if he has, if he's just league average, if that's just an average what a starter gets, or is his number high? Now, that being said, tonight, to me, he was the best. And you know why I think tonight I felt better about it too, is that there just wasn't any talk about it. He did exactly what he needed to do in the first period when they weren't, you know, it wasn't like they were playing bad, but they didn't have a, they didn't have any shots, I believe, like seven minutes in, eight minutes in, which is yeah. crazy to think considering they outshot them by like 15 by the end, because it was just total domination from about the second period on. Um, but he was way less bright tonight. And when he was surprised,
0: surprisingly not, though, uh, at five on five, the Oilers actually got their asses handed to them in the second period. Oh, really? Yeah, I know it didn't. It didn't feel that it didn't way. Didn't feel right? like that. So, but yeah, the first period, uh, the Canadians had a sixty-four percent expected goals, and then the second period they had like a seventy-four percent.
1: Hmm.
0: But then in the third period, the Oilers turned it on. It was eighty-four point two percent.
1: Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So then maybe Mike Smith deserves even more credit then, because clearly he kept it. Like where it needed to be, it was one nothing, and he never let in that second goal. Which I would argue in the past at times when I get on him, it's like he does let that one in, and then it snowballs and it's over. Yes. But sure, um, but he hasn't done that a lot this year, so I don't think that's really a fair criticism of this year specifically because he's had his bad games. But you know, it, there's not another option at this point, so I'm on the battle train. Listen, I I'm fully on the board. I'm just. It's a it's a spas attack and it's a heart attack at times, but tonight it wasn't, and I think that was what was so refreshing because it was this super high intense, super physical game, yeah. and I wasn't worried about what was happening on the other side, which for the for and I think part of it too was he handled the puck really well tonight, and maybe that translated too to. Tonight I really noticed like how much they moved out of the zone a lot better and and he was smoother with his execution and it was just a good team effort right so I think yeah. that's probably where you're talking like why Tibbet likes him is probably an example of tonight and that pass like, I mean that was the first thing I said I was like what a fucking pass I mean that's oh, yeah. absurd as a goaltender <laughs> yeah. to make a double like triple line pass yeah when he's got like Montreal Canadiens staring at him and everyone's jumping for the puck and they can't get in it, it falls right in Connor's Connor bends down, right, fucking, right in between where does,
0: his feet. Where does that compare to uh, Rolson to Mike Pekka?
1: Ooh, that one's a pretty good one too, isn't it? I mean, Mike Smith. Is still I think the nicer.
0: Smith one's more impressive just yes. because the pressure yeah. he was under.
1: Yes, the Smith one in terms of actual execution is more impressive. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: bigger moment. Um, of okay.
0: for the other one. But so here's here's a how we can frame the conversation a little bit. So if you filter goalies with a minimum of one thousand minutes played at five on five this year. Okay. Uh, you get the top 27 goaltenders, right? There's going to be some goalies on some teams that have split sure. so much time. But if you really want to filter like the best of the best, um, we can do 1,000. We could even do 800 if you want to include some of these other goalies that have um, stepped up. So th- this will give us the top 41 goalies. Uh, Mike Smith ranks... Where are we looking here? He has a 927... Five-on-five save percentage. So actually a better five-on-five save percentage than his overall, which means he's just kind of getting lit up a little bit on the power play. Sure.
1: Um, But apparently kill hasn't been great. So that that kind of bears out. That makes sense. Yep.
0: So that's 13th amongst the top 41 uh, goalies. Now, if we want to look at shots against, Mm -hmm. he falls... Close to the bottom as far as actual, well, but then again, it, it's a little skewed because he's played. He hasn't played as much minutes as say, like an Andre Vasilevsky. Sure, but uh, 18th fewest shots faced. <laughs> if you ever want to understand just how good, because you would kind of before we start recording, you had brought up like, oh, you're curious how it compares, to like Vasilevsky or Connor Hellebuck. Sure. The do these kind of do these kinds of exercises and you just see how good fucking Connor Hellebuck is. He's faced by far the most amount of shots, yeah. five on five shots in the league, 851. Vasilevsky's faced 814. So those guys, and then Lonkin in for Chicago's okay. second, actually. Okay, um, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, but then with that, Hellebuck still has a 928, five on five save percentage. Vasilevsky yeah. has a 942.
1: <sighs> A 942, yeah. five on five. Yeah.
0: Like, and, and I know what people are like, oh, what's what's the run support for Vasilevsky? You know, he plays behind such a good team, such a good defense. Yeah. But, all granted. But his gold save above average is almost 20. Yeah. I mean, like, f- by, like, you know, you say sorry. What makes is them so second. good is that they are Absolutely. a good team
1: and they also have a very good young goaltender.
0: Absolutely. Now, how long um, is that good? We don't know because goalies
1: are just an enigma. You know, but. the
0: interesting the interesting... Yeah, exactly. The interesting thing with Mike Smith is his high danger save percentage is actually where he really shines. 851. F- yeah. Yeah, and, and 851, that's ninth amongst these starters. You know, he's behind guys like Fleury, Grubauer, hmm. Soros, Vasilevsky. Better teams,
1: uh, though. Like,
0: well, Shesterkin, teams, actually like- leads, Shesterkin actually leads that category.
1: Well, that makes sense. All of a sudden, the Rangers are surging.
0: And then the high danger goals, uh, high danger goal saved above average. He's just under four, so you know, average, mid mid, mid range. Mm -hmm. But I think it all bears out to say that you're right. I I think he's Smith is just about league average. Which, but after last year, we would never expect that to be the case. Sure. So now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this question, Neil. Can Holland re-signing Smith for what is he ever making two million bucks?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Rather than overextending and signing someone like a Markkanen, or sorry, Markstrom long term. Mm-hmm. Do you think that might have been low-key now one of the better moves he made in the last offseason? As much as it pains you to admit.
1: I, yeah, I mean it has to. <laughs> it has right? to, right? It has to because you got a league average. Because you're not on the tender, hook.
0: You're not on the hook. He's playing lights out and you're not on the hook. You don't have to no, worry. It, like, Adam was look always even like, better. oh, the, the end yeah. is coming. You know, he's mm-hmm. going to fall apart. He's going to implode. Sure, he's almost 40 years old. It's inevitable. But you're not on the hook. You just ride this out, man. Sure. Yeah, I, I think
1: you're right. And I think if, if Koskinen wasn't on the books, it would look even better. To tell you yeah. the truth, because you'd be like, you literally got like starter numbers or like, you know, middle middle of the pack, which is what we weren't last year. He was pretty no. much dead last, correct?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yes, yeah.
1: yes. He like didn't even have like he was say his actual save percentage was barely over. I think it was like nine. If I recall,
0: or if I recall, the only goaltenders who were close to or worse than him were Devin Dubnick and Martin Jones. Martin Jones
1: is right on the same team. That was right. Yeah. we always yeah. had that conversation. So yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think low key it ended up working out really well for us because Markstrom, you know, proved that like yeah he can be really good at times. But if you don't have the the cogs that you need, it's not going to matter. So no, that's a disaster for that team. You think you're a goalie away? And ah, just kidding, you're not.
0: And so I think the if if you have a plan going into the off season, you know you try to trade the Koskinen contract. He has a no movement clause, like a modified one somehow. <laughs> <laughs> one of like three guys in the team that has one.
1: Him and Russell.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so you Connor try to move that. and Leon that...
1: don't even have one yet.
0: No. Well, because they signed him when they're still RFAs, which you can't. I think I think they come into effect once their UFA years kick in.
1: Makes sense. Because I, think, can't, I you... believe for both of them, it's like their last three years.
0: Yeah. You can't negotiate that into RFA contracts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think
1: when I looked at a cap friendly there was their last like 3 years each respectively or something like that is when they finally get a new no movement clause. Yeah. But you're right, it's probably cuz they're 26 or whatever 27 by the time they get to the end of that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, like I said, like maybe yeah, so for McDavid 2022-2023 t- full no movement clause comes into effect.
1: Shit, so pretty close.
0: Yeah. I mean, pff, whatever, like And then, yeah, exact same year for uh, for Sidle except his is modified, it looks like. Mm. 10-team list. He submits a 10-team list. Um, But, yeah, I think in the offseason, you try to trade that Koskinen contract. I think you probably bring Smith back for one more year. And then you well, try right to trade. Right now they don't
1: have any. There's no other plan. And
0: really. then you try to trade for like a Grigorev or something from another team, who you can kind of do a slow transition with Smith, maybe for one more year. I think, and
1: maybe he steals it from Smith or something. Yeah, kind of similar how they did with Talbot is kind of what exactly what they did with right. Talbot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think that's their only solution. Because it's it not going to be internal. More...
0: I don't know. There's there are scouts who are still hiring Stuart Skinner. He's been playing well in the AHL since he got sent back down. The whole teams are so.
1: playing well, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, weren't didn't you, weren't you telling me they were on like a 15 game win streak or something crazy like that, or,
1: or they lost their first five games and now they're like yeah. whatever, and they have three of the top five scores like points in the AHL. It's yeah, Cooper be- Marody. It's Cooper Marody, Benson, and McLeod. Those are the three.
0: Right, and then Lavoie just got there, right? Yes,
1: and he's already got I think five goals in seven games or something.
0: Nice. So. so yeah, I mean, good things coming. Whatever. If, if you have good forward and defensive prospects, like like I said before, goalies, you can make you can find it work somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go around the NHL a little bit here? Sure. I just want to mention too, because by the next time we record, I think the Oilers will have played like three more games. Mm-hmm. Right, at least.
1: I believe so. They play Montreal Wednesday.
0: Yeah, and then back to back, or not back to back, but two against. Uh, no, it'll only be one more game. Just one more game against Montreal. Jeez. Yeah, then another four day layoff. Why? Just Why? everything got messed up. I think this is supposed to be when the bye week was. Yeah, it must
1: have been, huh? Yeah. I guess they um, pushed. I guess they pushed the North Division back. You're right. So.
0: Yeah. Well, I I will just mention quickly though that because he could do, maybe if he does against Montreal, Settle gets. Three more points, he will pass Marco Sturm right. and will do it in less than half as many games. So amazing, yeah, incredible. Um, yeah, let's go around the NHL and talking about uh milestones. Patrick Marlowe, as we record this, passes Gordy Howe most all, pl- games played in the NHL. People will throw it, ah, well, Gordy also played 400 games or whatever in the WHA, W-J, whatever. That's right. Um, the interesting thing I saw about Gordie Howe And I tweeted it from the account as well Never had 50 goals in a season Never And only had one 100-point season in the NHL yep. He had two two extras in the WHA But one in the NHL
1: mm-hmm.
0: Gordie Howe overrated
1: He's the Marc Messier, baby Him and Mark Messier It's just longevity That's why their stats are so good
0: I mean, you, to be fair, you played you know, play
1: 1,900 games. No, yeah. Mark Messier was very similar. I think maybe he had 50, probably.
0: I'm oh, sure Oh, Ma- Messier definitely had 50, and he definitely but he didn't had have a points. he didn't have
1: a ton of 100-point seasons. I think he had like two, maybe three, but it was all early in the 80s with the Oilers, and then that was it.
0: Uh, you're very incorrect. Really? <laughs> he, oh. Yeah, he had five, six 100-point oh, okay. seasons. Oh, jeez. Okay. And one and one ninety nine point season. Maybe
1: I was looking at uh, Gordie
0: House. <laughs> He had 106 points in 83, 101 mm-hmm. in 84. Okay. All 107, in 107 in 87, 111 in 88, 129 in 90. Wow. 107 in 92. Okay. And Never then mind. 99 in 96. Discard
1: everything I said. I mean, it's still longevity <laughs> is the reason he got to second place all time in points, but
0: but you are correct. He only ever had one 50 goal season that was in 82.
1: Okay. Yeah, I thought yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah. And then his later years, yeah, it's like it's not much.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know, man. Like at 40 years old he had sixty seven points in eighty two games.
1: Jeez. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then his last year, and I, I just I don't get this. Like he was what? Less than twenty games from passing how? He still had forty-three points in seventy-six games at forty three years old. So he could still play.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: But Crazy. anyway, th- yeah, I just kind of find it interesting that how I mean, t- like I said, to be fair, forty-three, three, forty-three goal season, forty-seven goals, forty-nine.
1: Mm-hmm. When he was in a very like he was the original sort of best player kind yeah. of thing, where a hundred points was like unheard of, right? Yeah. So,
0: but I mean, he's he was still playing in the in the seventies during the, after expansion when yeah, I mean, he exploded. was like
1: fifty. He was almost fifty.
0: Uh Yeah, you're right. He was 40 years old. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: He was 40 years old when he got his first 100-point season. What? Yeah.
1: Okay, so there's probably why the lore. Yeah, 103,
0: points, 103 points at the age of 40. Just,
1: well, there, literally there's the reason why he's <laughs> perhaps maybe not over it. Maybe we're overstepping yeah, our balance. I know, right? I am. I'm trying to... Tre-
0: for- I'm trying to be a bit of an edge lord here. Yeah,
1: you're going after Mister Hockey here, and I was I was fully on board until you just said he got 100 <laughs> points at 40. If somebody gets 100 <laughs> points at 40 now, with even with everything yeah. being better, you'd think you'd be more likely now than it would back then.
0: Yeah, no kidding. But
1: although in fairness, we as we talked about on our expansion, there were some bad teams. That's what I'm saying. And so That's... the
0: skill discrepancy. Yep. What
1: did exist although he was 40 so that is still pretty crazy
0: but and, and as we've talked about it's more impressive what players like rock Richard and he and he did mm-hmm. in the 50s when talent was so concentrated that's right and he yeah like I said he went 86 86 95 81 back to back seasons in his early 20s so um but yeah hats off to Patrick Marlowe probably in his of now. games yeah and, it's like the
1: fourth. I think it's the fourth longest Ironman sh- streak, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Of course, Doug Jarvis from start to finish. Nobody will right. touch that.
1: Not the start to finish one. No, no. no. But Yandel and Marlowe, and I. I was looking this up the other day. Would you like to know who the other Ironman is that is actually kind of close?
0: Active right now. Active.
1: So Marlowe and Yandel have the two highest. So Yandel is the highest, and then Marlowe.
0: Well, Baumeister was there for a bit until you're retired.
1: Yeah. Oh, of course, uh, Andrew Cogliano, fantasy, was going to you know, break it. Just bullshit. Bullshit. Just like, give him a hev- heavy fine. The players would have been yeah. totally okay
0: with it. So it's a defenseman or a forward?
1: It is a forward. And it isn't. You're, it, either, I will be shocked if you get it. It's a really good player.
0: Is he a mucker? Or,
1: no, he's not a mucker. Oh. He's far from a mucker, I would argue. Oh. <laughs> but... The unlikeliest person you would think that has played this many games.
0: Iron Man streak. Who has Ironman streak? So it's not Ovechkin because he's missed a couple from from injuries. Sorry. It's um, Crosby, of course. Yeah. Um. Is it like I don't know? Kucherov is hurt right now.
1: Yeah. It's it's just like a a player that they've scored forty goals.
0: I'll see. I don't that. know. I, I don't know why, but like Corey Perry keeps coming to mind. Or no, like it was Corey
1: Perry. That's not a bad. No, that's not a bad. Guess actually.
0: But okay, who is it?
1: It's Phil Kessel. <laughs> okay, <laughs> isn't that incredible?
0: Yeah, that is. That's that is funny. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. So Doug Jarvis, of course, at nine sixty four. Gary Unger nine fourteen, then Keith Yandel nine oh eight, and then Patrick Marlow eight ninety four. So those are the two active. Yeah. And then Phil Kessel's 886.
0: That's fucking crazy.
1: November tw- 2009 is when the last time he missed. He last missed the game on October 31st, 2009 while playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Game 12 for the team. He played the last 70 games of that of that season and to date every game since. Huh. Phil Kessel of all that's, players.
0: That's rowdy. I. That's That's... You know, that- <laughs> it, it, the reason why it's funny, of course, because he's just the guy who gets for his entire career has been ragged on for his fitness and his health and That's right. his body type and all that kind of stuff. And it's a has got wheels. The guy can score maybe not so much as anymore and apparently doesn't miss games, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. That's really funny.
1: Isn't that funny? Yeah. I thought it was clever. And then, yeah, Andrew Cogliano, of course, 830. Just to try to see October fourth, two thousand seven to January thirteenth, two Fucking paros. Yeah, I think that was that was bullshit. Yeah.
0: Still um, and then I gotta I gotta shout out because, Ooh. you know, the Russians. We give the Russians love on this podcast when they don't get you know, Kucherov doesn't get the love he deserves, and this guy Panarin. Ever since whatever happened politically... Has he made a deal hey, with
1: Putin? I swear to God, something Listen,
0: happened. listen, you got to do what you got to do to Don't stay alive. Us, Putin. I yeah. will not I will not judge, but ever since <laughs> he has been on a fucking tear, man, behind only uh, McDavid as far as points per game this season. Mm-hmm. 44 points. What was it? 44 points in 30 games or something like that. Yes. He has. Two
1: or something like that.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it, it's... <laughs> It's no coincidence, and I'm sure you are reaping the benefits on your fantasy team, that uh, Zabinajad all of a sudden starts scoring again once Panarin is hot.
1: That's right.
0: Of course. Ryan Strom, of course, is once again like a 50-point player.
1: Mm-hmm. Panarin has 52 points. Yeah. In 34 games.
0: Yeah, but since since so since returning mm. from his little oh, okay. absence, he has 34 points in 20 games. A one point seven points per game. That's Connor level. Yep. Yeah, Connor currently sits at one point six eight for the season. For the season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. Like the Oilers had had like a week off, and nobody's within
0: no. twenty points of them. Not even. Like it's just. <laughs> it's like Patrick Kane said. Let's not overthink this. <laughs> There's well, one best you. player <laughs> in the league. <laughs>
1: Well, how many how many games does McDavid have left, then, for the other? I think Maybe they have, have 10 games left. 12, I think. Is oh, is it 12? I today? Yeah,
0: I think it's 12. Yeah, it's 12 games. So so can he get 24, 24 points?
1: Yeah, he would need 26 games? to get 100.
0: So just over two points per game.
1: It's not happening. but
0: It's not happening. But, but hey, yeah. going into the year, I thought he'd get 80, and he's definitely going to break 80.
1: Yeah, he's at 74 already. Yeah. So... Yeah. Oof. Yeah. No, he's not doing that. Will anybody else even get seventy? That's my other question to you. Other than Dry Dreisaitl.
0: at sixty-three. Other than dry.
1: Other than dry. Sorry, I should have prefaced
0: that. Will Patrick, like a Marner, no, Matthews, Kane, no,
1: no. McKinnon, Marshawn, any of those players? The
0: only one could be McKinnon, but maybe I think he's maybe just missed too much time. Yeah, he's He's, a he's on a roll too.
1: He's on a roll too. Yep.
0: You admit, yeah. You know what? I admit, I gave him a lot of shit. Yeah, you know what? There is one guy who's going to get seventy. It's going to be fucking Sidney Crosby.
1: At fifty, right now he need twenty points.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I like it. Yeah, Malkin's out. Malkin's out. He's still getting out. fucking twenty points in the last Pittsburgh twelve has games.
1: Eleven games. So he needs twenty points in eleven games.
0: Yeah, he can That's do that. Doable. He can do that. Let's do it. It's doable for Sid. Yeah,
1: I'm sure there'll be a couple. Like, there's players are close, but it's just funny. Like Martin Matthews, fifty-four. Like I remember when they were still kind of close to Connor, yeah. twenty points back. I know. I mean, it's just absurd.
0: It is. It's, it You know, we have to, We do again, going around the NHL, we got to give the devil to his due. McKinnon, since he's been back.
1: Has been on a tear.
0: And it's no surprise that all of a sudden Rotten is now just firing up the goal scoring. Yep. He's got right? 52
1: points himself. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is that it's a lot of actually the same players. So, obviously, yeah. it's just Connor, Dry, Kane, Marner, Matthews. And Marner, Matthews, maybe not necessarily Matthews, but Marner's been up in the sort of creeping the top 10 of
0: points your guy Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand, man. 54 points. He he might be my guy. <laughs> he's a your guy. He's shit, but he's I my think he's guy. officially your guy, Neil.
1: McKinnon again really yep. had a slow start. We shit on him a lot for being the second best player in the world, but he's actually killing it. But you're right, Brandon but it is.
0: But it is interesting because you have yeah, so like McKinnon was hurt, Marchand missed a little bit of time at the start of the but year. Listen, Shifley's Colorado Shifley's is stacked. hurt. Stacked? What's that? Colorado is stacked. Yeah. Panarin missed some time. Like mm-hmm. It is interesting that some of these guys... Um, Could be up higher. Could be yeah. potentially
1: in that sort of top like, five.
0: A, McKinnon would definitely be flirting with 60... Like He'd be dry-saddle level right now, I think.
1: Probably, yeah. I think yeah. that's probably fair to say, yeah. Uh, also,
0: shout-out Sam Bennett scores with the Florida Panthers Dude, on Monday night. He,
1: he, he scored again tonight.
0: Did, the, yeah, yeah. Do you see who, is, mm. who he's playing with? He's playing with Huberto, isn't he? Huberto and DeClaire. So like he's just the best guys he's played with ever. So no wonder he's lighting it up. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, he scored again. He scored the two games that he's played with them. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Taylor Hall, assist last game with the Bruins.
1: Man. <laughs> he, yeah, he also, uh, you, you mentioned it, you said, when we were recording our other one, you were like, man, if you're in fantasy, pick up Craig Smith. Yep. Because um, he might not be on the wave, you know, because of course. Yep. You know, whatever. But you're right. That second line has scored every game since Hall's been on the team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not. I we're not surprised. I think Boston is a team that it makes sense that like.
0: I don't, Neil. I just I know we, we go through this every week, and I gotta go through it again. Not watching the divisions. Sure. It's impossible to know who's gonna win the cup this year, it's so and true. I. And I'm really excited for it. I think the Final Four is going to be really exciting with not having the conferences and possibly having...
1: One Like is the first time you're playing teams and stuff.
0: Right. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was texting our group and I'm watching Boston and Washington play on Sunday. And Washington is just carving Boston up on the power play. <laughs> and and Mantha's scoring. And Ovi's... He's not even scoring. He's assisting on everything. I'm like, yeah. man, this team is incredible. John Carlson is almost 50 points as a defenseman. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh the like it's staring me right in the face and I'm like the caps are winning the cup and then all of a sudden Boston storms back and it's all it's old yeah. Boston style they where they six, just like three where they just all of a sudden they're all scoring and then I'm like, I don't know. And then but and then I watch the Golden Knights and Mark Stone scoring two goals, Patri Pacioretty scoring, Patri's got almost twenty goals. Mm-hmm. But then they're but they're playing the Kings and the Ducks, so I'm like, so are they actually good? Like I don't I don't know what I can't tell. The only the division that I have barely watched this year, is that fucking East Division. Or Central Division is the That's Central right. Division. Mm-hmm. I've like I don't think I've watched a Carolina Hurricanes game this year.
1: Yeah, and they're leading the division. Yeah, I know.
0: I've caught a yeah, couple Florida list. games here, maybe a couple sure. Lightning games, but like I don't know don't all what's happening in that division.
1: Too funny. Oh yeah, Z. Quickly though, Boston hasn't lost since they traded for Hall. 4-0. Right. Small sample size,
0: but but you know, the yeah, the Rangers, they're surging, so it's going to be interesting what happens in that last spot. It would yep. It would just like it would just be classic Hall though if the classic. Bruins somehow missed the playoffs. I
1: know. I know.
0: <laughs> like they've won four in a row, but it's like you want like a three-game skid <laughs> yeah. or something. Well, do they have do they have any games left against each other? That would make for exciting stuff, probably. Uh, Yeah, the last two games of the year. Boston,
1: though, three straight against the Sabres coming up.
0: Yeah, well, the the Rangers, they play the Islanders on Tuesday, and then they have two against the Flyers, two against the Sabres.
1: Boston gets the Sabres five times.
0: Okay, yeah, Boston's making the playoffs. (laughs) As As much as I want the Rangers to do And they play the
1: Devils twice.
0: As much as I want Margot Robbie to be cheering... And right. celebrating, it's just. Uh,
1: I think they've gotten through their. Uh, and like, portion. what is
0: Bo- Boston is like fucking what, Mark Wahlberg? That's not fun.
1: That's not fun. <laughs> um,
0: okay, you want to hit uh, Coach Orion here, Neil? Yeah, let's do it. See, unlike scoring, defense never quits. I want to be on the team, Coach. I want to play two way hockey. All right. Um. Mine is. I want you to go first. I think I went first last week. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, I want no, you to go th- first this and week. And
1: mine's a perfect segue. Okay.
0: Oh, we, we were another talking Boston about, Bruin?
1: No, we were talking about Boston Bruins, though. And how about the guy that went the other way, Nick?
0: Oh, okay. Anders Bjork. <laughs> I had no friends, idea about him. Friends of Jack Eichel, apparently. That oh, was part right. of the trade. I, um, that was a factor in the trade.
1: Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Really trying to you know already butter Eichel up.
0: Eichel has played his last game as a Sabre.
1: That's your hot take?
0: I don't think that's hot, that hot of a take. It's probably not that hot, but
1: it <laughs> doesn't happen in the NHL often where they force their way out though, in fairness. No,
0: but I think if you're buff if you're buffalo man like there's yeah. no there's nothing in sight. There's no there's no way up. Like Detroit's ahead of you. I know. Yeah, it's true. As far as rebuilding goes. Yeah, anyway. it's true.
1: Okay. But sorry. So, you know, Anders Borg gets traded to the Buffalo Sabers, and boom, they're playing way better. All way better, um, and it's and it's stat lines like this, Nick. It, it's right. what Coach O'Reilly would call two way hockey. Okay, right,
0: okay. Um,
1: shows up doesn't doesn't play any shorthanded time in his first game. You know, he gets his feet wet. Doesn't do too much. But for the rest of the week, he plays three sixteen on the short on shorthanded in his wow. second game. Uh, fifty eight seconds and minute fifty three, so he, he averages about a minute thirty, which is pretty good for a new yeah. team. But this is where it gets good. Okay. The man gets one goal, two assists, one block, four takeaways, and two hits in his week with his debut with his new team with the Buffalo yeah. Sabres. Um, yeah, he just shows up from a winning squad, you know, and really just brings those intangibles. So, Andrews Bjork, the forgotten man in the Taylor Hall trade, you know, Taylor Hall scores two goals. And listen, yeah. I'm a, I stand Taylor Hall, don't get me wrong, but, yeah, you know, People forget about guys like this, Nick. This is how you win hockey. Well, then
0: even games. You, know, you even have Sabres fans going, "Oh, well, we didn't, like we lost Lazar too. We loved Lazar. That's right. Yeah. Listen, but now you got Andrews Anders Bjork.
1: He's got your back, ready to play well, two way hockey, coach.
0: Well, Neil, I mentioned the team already, and it says a lot about a, ca- a player's character when they can put together strong two way hockey, even in a year that maybe isn't. Isn't destined for success. Well,
1: that's it. Can I be just, really. That's what I just produced here.
0: Yeah, it's really tough to be to to sometimes play on a team that you know is in a rebuild, but you got to go out there, got to just do your job, oh, and you is still a give Detroit it your Red all. Red Wing or it is a Detroit Red Wing. Ooh,
1: is this Sam gone? that'd be amazing. No,
0: my guy is oh, okay. uh, uh, Michael Rasmussen. Oh. <laughs> okay, all you wanna right. You want to hear this? You want to hear this week, Neil?
1: This is So again, on a team a Detroit 2-way a hockey written all a over Team
0: that a, a Detroit team that has been competitive. They've, they've taken a couple off the off the Lightning, sure. couple off some other good teams in their division. So, Rasmussen had one goal, two assists, six hits, three blocks, two takeaways. He was even on the week in th- in three games, just over 50% on the faceoff dot, averaged a minute 45 shorthanded. But, Neil, averaged almost five minutes on the power play. This guy is relied upon on all facets of the ice. Wow. And he is giving it his all in a team that, hey, listen, they just traded Montha, one of their best players. Larkin has been hurt a little bit. You know, like I said, they they know there's no playoff prospects this year, Mm -hmm. maybe next year, maybe even the year after. But it shows a lot about a guy when he goes out there and plays like this. I love it. This is the kind of guy you want during a rebuild. This is the kind of guy that even when things aren't going well, that's right. the, other, the other boys will look to him in that locker room and they'll go play like Mikey.
1: And then eventually he'll be traded for a first-round
0: pick. <laughs> yeah, goddamn right. Just
1: like Blake Coleman. And you're right. It's exactly it. He's yeah, this, this, this is, type is of Nick
0: Felino. This is, this, is, this is the Nick Felino type.
1: <laughs> this is what we're saying. That's yeah. right. I love it. Beautiful. Good.
0: And, beautiful. Yeah. And that's how you play real defense. Um, okay. Now on to the redemption story of the week, Neil. Our road warriors. Yeah, with our good, redemption, our good... The redemption story from last week. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Been dying since the day I was born.
1: Cause there's no road. that ain't a hard road to travel on. Two, we had two good road wins. Here, Nick. Real good road wins. Um, so the honorable mention, essentially, the the runner-up was uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, actually, beating their rivals, mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, April 15th on a Thursday. Uh, 2-1, of course, in the shootout. So they get two points for that. You know, outshot. Perfect PK. They, they were outshot. Perfect PK. They got hits. They got blocks. We joked. You know, pretty boy, though. Voracek scores for him. So. Yeah. Jake. Unfortunately, Jake is a pretty boy, and no, yeah, Jake's no, a pretty boy. No bonuses for them. So hey, they get six points. That's a solid, solid contender last week. That would have blew, blew Washington out of the water.
0: But then, coming against them, so they That's they play right. a good road. They play a good road game. They go and then home. They give up
1: arguably the best road game of the year.
0: Oh, I just snuck it under the under the wires. This is a right. Sunday nighter. That's right. will take it away. It's just, it's just it's, I, I'm it's, speechless by this these is numbers. Beautiful.
1: This is beautiful, okay? And it's the team you would exactly expect, and I'll tie this in after. So <laughs> April 18th, as you mentioned, on the Sunday, right under the wire, the Islanders also beat the Flyers, as you mentioned. 1-0, yeah. a perfect score. Oh. Boom, three points. OT. O- in an OT, too. I almost yeah. felt like giving it a half point, but we won't quite This <laughs> it's enough. Um, listen, they got outshot. Their oh, PK yeah. was perfect.
0: They outshot tw- uh, twenty-eight to thirty to twenty-eight. I should yeah, say they outhit twenty-nine to twenty-seven. That's right. Blocks they sixteen to eleven. Beautiful.
1: And Nick Letty's not a pretty boy. Let's be honest. Oh
0: no, no pretty boys here, baby. No pretty
1: boys here, baby. So they they hit all of our standard categories. I unprecedented. I don't know if we've had yeah. a, a full sweep.
0: And, and technically, Sorokin S- is their backup.
1: And so. This is where it gets funny. So, they pull off a nine-pointer. Unbelievable stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, yeah.
1: In our scoring system, without half points, 10 is a perfect score. So, they, yeah. this is our highest score we've had. They just
0: didn't play in a back-to-back. That's right. Yeah. Ironically,
1: March 22nd? No. So, way back, about a month yeah. earlier, yeah, they were our road winners, our road warriors. That's right. Against the... Win-
0: Against the Devils, I want to say? No,
1: against the Philadelphia Flyers. It was against
0: the Flyers. And they
1: pulled off an eight-and-a-half pointer. We gave them a half so point they, somewhere.
0: So they outdid themselves.
1: So they outdid themselves against the exact same opponent about a month later, They knew. It's beautiful. They knew. So the Islanders now join, I believe, the Devils as our two-time, two-time. winners. There's a trend here. This award was a built for the New York Islanders. Let's just be honest with ourselves.
0: Uh, is, it, is it a coincidence that both these teams have Lula Morello's fingerprints all over them?
1: Not a chance. <laughs> it's what old school people love. You just good road wins. Yeah, you oh just yeah. play heavy on the road. You just oh do whatever. Yeah. You get in the dirty areas and you win hockey games. One nothing.
0: That's it. Yep. So, yeah,
1: beautiful stuff. I mean,
0: oh man, it was just, I saw, I was looking, you know, it's that feeling when you're just looking through every category like, check, 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 yeah. check, check, Nick Letty, here we go, <laughs> Sorokin.
1: It's beautiful. So, I think oh, it's the
0: first time that we
1: swept all five standard categories. And then they got a perfect one nothing, they got the three, the gold standard, and then the backup. Oh, like you said, all they missed was a back to back. They almost scored a perfect score. We may not get a better road win from any Road Warriors this yeah. year. That might we might be able to match this, but this, this is gonna be tough. This one's gonna
0: Yeah, be tough. that's that man. Honestly, you would have to play on a back to back. That's the only thing that could oh do the it.
1: Only thing you can do it. Yeah. So incredible stuff. Congratulations, New York Islanders. Who don't have a single pretty boy on their team. We've already made the joke that yeah. it doesn't matter. Like Whoever scores for him. Is like, Paul okay. Mary now considered a pretty boy, That's though? That's a good question. And
0: Barzell, I guess,
1: is still one because he's flashy.
0: He's flashy. Paul Mary scored 30 goals in a season, hasn't he? He's a pretty boy. So yeah, he's Paul a boy. Paul
1: Mary and Barzell, then they're disqualified.
0: Okay. And I would say Josh Bailey Ebs, is, eh? but he's
1: not. a $5 million player, but he's not
0: pretty. Let me see. He's got six you still goals. don't consider Ebbs a pretty boy, eh?
1: Mmm... He only scores like 13 goals now, so.
0: Yeah, true. Um confirmed. Palmeiras scored 30 goals in 2016.
1: With the Ducks?
0: No, the Devils his with first year with the Devils.
1: Okay. So he was just coming off being with the Ducks.
0: Yeah, he only had 14 goals with the Ducks. He just Oh, but in 57 games. Mm. Um Okay, Neil, you want to wrap up with some Raptors talk?
1: Sure. No, I just wanted to well, Yeah, I I just thought it was interesting because they are in a weird spot. They've definitely started sitting some people. Mm -hmm. They're definitely playing this weird, like, we don't know what we want to do. Like, you know, Nick Nurse comes out and says he wants to win, but then all of a sudden, Siakam's sitting, Lowry's sitting, OG's sitting. I mean, they came off all the huge COVID thing, and that really messed up the whole season. Uh, yeah. Um, Van Vliet got hurt too combined with COVID and then a weird suspension for coming off the bench or whatever. But I just want to say it because they're winning still and it's making me chuckle because it's just like even when they're trying to tank, Masai finds dudes out of absolutely nowhere to drop yeah. 30 a night. Paul Watson drops like 30 when they won their game a couple nights ago. I was like, Who's Paul Watson? I've never heard of this guy. 30 points.
0: Was that that center that they had? I don't even know.
1: I didn't even know. I just saw the name Watson. And I was like, I've never seen this man in my life.
0: Oh, no, but, Birch. That's the guy I'm thinking of. Birch. They mm, had this Ken guy Birch, come yes, in. Canadian. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Montreal native, I believe. Oh, okay. Don't don't quote me so on that. So you got
0: two Canadians on the roster now with They do have
1: Canadians. Yes. Yes. Ken Birch. Yeah, like, so, Ken Birch.
0: So just looking against the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City Thunder, OG out with left calf soreness. Siakam out with a left shoulder injury. Van Vliet out with the le- left yeah. hip flexor. Lowry out due to rest. And mm-hmm. Baines sat as a DNP.
1: That's right. All their <laughs> starters. And they won. <laughs> so I was just like laughing. I was like, when you... Like, there is teams in the NBA that are really, really bad. Yes. And, like, and what's funny like, is that like...
0: Who is Flynn?
1: That's their draft pick.
0: Malachi Flynn. Malachi okay, okay, so Flynn. He, he, he played 30 minutes that game. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> I, so I was laughing, dude, I, I couldn't believe it. I was just like they can't even tank,
0: no,
1: like they're trying to do it, and somehow they're just so deep in terms of they're just not shit well coached all those things so but they're gonna and we always talk about it, I never know how to feel like full tank, not whatever, well, especially as an other fan it's you know it's a touchy subject because we've yeah, gone sure. through the full tank, yeah, but the raptors you' you're getting into a weird spot you have
0: like to- well, come on. You have to miss the playoffs, man. You so, have to
1: miss them at this point.
0: Because you're, at this point, if you even sneak in at 10th, you're playing Miami in that play-in.
1: Play-in thing. I know. You don't want that. No. I know. So, I with? I do hope they fall out.
0: Don't you find it funny how all of a sudden now, because the, the Mavs are a bit shittier than expected going into the year, that now Mark Cuban all of a sudden thinks it's the stupidest idea they ever had?
1: Well, of course. Because they're going to be in the play in series. It's so fucking lame, man like
0: obvious, I like right? Mark Cuban but like me too
1: me come too. on he goes like, through that with his people and he spends money but th-
0: that's that's yeah. just that's just a gutless like it's a, classic a, a, yeah it's just now like, that um, I'm in here no I don't like this yeah it's just yeah. terrible do we um, want to
1: quickly touch on our we we finished up our basketball fantasy season uh,
0: Nick's, no Nick's, it, Nick's it, not, it's just he's
1: he's got no James Harden folks for people that are and now you just
0: and it was I feel, and I was getting I by home. with some of some of my secondary players and Donovan Mitchell's been just as good, and now he's hurt too. My two best players are on IL. It's, a, it's tough. tough Darion Fox is carrying the load for me a little bit here and there. I had, do have some guys I've picked up off the wa- waiver wire who've. Gary Trent Jr.'s been
1: really good since he went to Toronto.
0: Gary Trent's been good. You know, this every time Larry Nance sits, I still have Isaiah Hartenstein on, on my bench, and he will put up 40 points because someone's got to score in Cleveland. But Amazing. No, I'm not I am not liking my chances in uh other you or Jesse you're going out in the other quarterfinal so it's it's tough sledding. I don't know. It's tough sledding. Um
1: I was laughing though cuz Gary Trent Jr has been on your team. I there was a meme on Twitter you know tied into some yep. some uh two-man booth here when Gary Trent Jr dropped like 44 and he hit the game winner or whatever yep. for the Raptors. <laughs> Again, they win, like he drops 44. I'm like, "What?" Okay. Um they had the clip, and it was like every, every other GM, every time they see Masai make a trade, and it was the clip of Jesse. <laughs> he can't keep getting away with this oh, yeah. from Breaking
0: Bad. He yeah, He can't keep getting away with this.
1: <laughs> so good. I laughed for a good minute. I was just like, it's so true. Masai yep. just like sits in his crown and just never misses. It's wild. Nope.
0: So he knows what he's doing, man. knows what he's, he's doing, yeah. He's
1: still not signed. I'm a little freaked out, but... Bobby Webster's at least signed, but yeah, still freaking me out a little bit as a as a Raptor fan. I haven't, truthfully, I haven't been able to watch as many Raptors games. I just, yeah. it's just the way that it's kind of worked out. I'm neither working or whatever's been going on. But I know they were they were doing okay. They clawed their way back to 500, and then that COVID thing completely derailed them.
0: And so. I just don't think that there's enough stuff being talked about the fact that they they're playing Florida this whole time. You, right? Yeah, like, you,
1: you th- we kind of mentioned that before. Yeah. yeah. You're right. So, I think it's a huge factor too. So, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I think in the best interest of the team, they should not make the playoffs. But you can't tell athletes not to win. So it's just
1: impossible. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're proving it how hard it is, right? Yeah. People are trying to. They're 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 fighting for jobs and stuff. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So that's it for the week. I think we'll wrap up there, Neil. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll we'll be back on Thursday. We'll be back for Thursday this week. Cause it's finally here. The the ninety third Oscars are here, and we will be previewing the whole thing. We finished the Oscars race, uh, the Best Pictures, and some of the other movies that we covered. So we'll be going through all most of the major categories, picking. We'll discuss who we think is are probably gonna win, cause it seems pretty chalk at this point. But then we will mostly be discussing who we who we would pick to win. That's right in the. Uh, in the category so
1: if our vote were the only ones that mattered
0: yeah oh, and we'll probably talk about uh a couple other ones that we didn't actually cover but mm-hmm. might try to sneak in here before before wednesday thursday yep. so um until then make sure you uh follow us on on uh instagram facebook twitter and subscribe on apple podcasts follow on spotify and until thursday neil nothing else Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy.